Okay, so why are we sitting like this? <laughs> uh, I don't know, Dave. Uh, so if I haven't met you, my name is Dave. We had Amari. You guys know Pastor Mark, obviously. Um, <clears throat> we were <clears throat> trying to uh, talk about a way to close the series we've been on, Letters to KCF. So hopefully uh, you've all have had an opportunity to go through it. If you haven't, this is going to be a, a good summary, I would say. So anyway, I was... I was um, Chatting with Mark, and I don't know if you guys know, um, for some time now, I don't know how long it's been, quite a while, I have the privilege, and I, I mean this in a serious way, I have the privilege of actually meeting with Mark. We have a conversation weekly, um, started on Fridays and on Thursdays. And one of the things I will tell you that I've been really blessed with, and it's been special for me, is um, I get an opportunity just to ask Mark a lot of questions. And, um, and Mark... Just, and as he, look at the, he's like, he's like, seemingly he's embarrassed, but then as he just walks through it, then I learn a lot, um, and it, it, it challenges me, um, it also helps me understand kind of his journey, like, so a lot of it, too, is I, I just, like, I watch how Mark answers tough questions, and then it's in that process that I, I learn, so it's just kind of, you know, we talk about discipleship, you know, that's kind of what it's like, and so anyway, um, as it, I, I was reflecting on that, and we were talking about how do you close a, a series like this that is so uh, challenging, I guess I would put it. Maybe that's a, like an understatement. The idea was we said, you know, what, what, if, I just, what if I just interview, like, like as if someone could just like listen in on how you would respond to questions. And I know it wasn't super like, yeah, let's do it right away, right, Mark? Oh, no, it's, it's, it, I, I'm so excited. <laughs> he was so excited, he brought in these really ugly chairs this morning, and, we, and Connor and I replaced it because we were like, no, let's not, let's not. Oh, no, he's going to go grab them. <laughs> no, no, I said we, we, we thankfully replaced it. <laughs> so those are the chairs that we said, hello, 1950, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, we got to get rid of that chair. But, oh. but Mark, Mark said it was super comfortable. So, okay, great. I'm glad you're comfortable. I was like, no, we got to get rid of it. And then we had the communion cloth on here. And I was like, really? No, but anyway, so, so at least we have a table with character. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. So, so we really don't know. We haven't done this before. We really don't know where it's going to go. Um, and so then um, we said, let's, let's do it, because I think mm-hmm. people have a lot of questions. And uh, it's not like, the, the thing I will, I will just put a, a statement up there, it's not like today is going to be like all my answers are going to be given to me. Uh, I think what it's going to be is some of this is um, just seeing in a way how, especially like Pastor Mark wrestles with the same questions, that I think there's a lot of good questions people have. Um, and like I said, a lot of what I learned personally, and this is just my personal experience, is, uh, you know, how Mark goes through his process is, is part of, like, what you got to grab today, okay? So um, this is not like, a, oh, good, you know, we're going to get the 10 points of what we're doing. Um, rather, it's, it's part of the thought process that we're trying to convey. Um, so uh, and, and we haven't, you know, I haven't really, you know, we asked some of the life groups if they had some questions. I looked at some of them. But you know, it wasn't like it was like, okay, Mark, we're gonna do this is question one, question two, question three. So I'm not really sure what Dave's gonna yeah, this ask. Is, like the so. other interviews, this is not scripted. 
This is not scripted. We did talk beforehand. All we have is a nice house. You've given us a nice house and a nice <laughs> cars, and nothing is scripted, right? Yeah. Okay. Terrace house reference. Thank right. you. Um, now I'm watching Midnight Diner, but that's okay. I like um, that second series. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is also Mark's only <clears throat> second Starbucks ever, from what I hear. Um, but I like uh, so what I want to ask you guys is um, <clears throat> you can submit questions via text if you want. And as we go through this, please send me text messages uh, with your questions, comments, whatever. Um, I, um, I'm, I can't promise I will read every single question there. Some of this is just going to be by flow, uh, and, and we'll go from there. So and what we can do, too, if you know, there are questions that, oh, man, you really want answers, but we can't get to them or just doesn't fit in, um, we can meet across the way, um, the room right across after service, and I would be willing to answer Yes, I can. Whatever questions you all might have, might be some personal questions and stuff like that. So, yeah, we can do that, huh, Dave? So I, we good. can go right after this. We can go there. So don't feel like, oh, man, you didn't answer my question. Then he took the easy ones, you know, mm. or whatever. So, all right? Yeah, but you can text me a really <clears throat> tough one, and then I'll try to answer it, uh, ask it to you. <laughs> okay. Right. So, um, you know, Mark, I guess uh, let's just start off with uh, letters to the church, mm-hmm. uh, which we called letters to KCF. Um, Maybe start with um, why, well, let me, let me back up. Let, let me, let's, let's, let's go a different direction here. So we go through these series all the time. We've, mm-hmm. we've been through Not a Fan. Uh, we've been through um, the... Uh, Daring Faith. Daring Faith, right? So we have all these series. We've <clears throat> even gone through Purpose Driven Church, Purpose Driven mm-hmm. Life. Um, maybe just start with, like, why? Like, why do we go through these series, mm-hmm. um, these books, and... Uh, sometimes I think people might wonder, like, why don't, how about we just go through the Bible? Like, let's just go through the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, we, we do that too, right? We just kind of, mm-hmm. every chapter kind of go through it. But sometimes we take these step, step back and then we go through these books that these people write. Why, why do we do that? Uh, I think you know, it goes back to um, the whole, I guess the highest priority is, is really seeking God for what he wants for our church, right? A lot of times, you know, we might think, we try to come up with ideas and, and plans, and then we ask God to bless them. But really what we do, and what I do, is toward the end of every year, I'm just spending some good time in prayer and saying, God, for the next year, as best as you can show me and as best as I can hear, uh, show us where we're headed. And, and in terms of message series and all that, what do you want us to do? And so, like, I think it was 2018, two years ago, um, had a real strong sense at the end. I'd just come back from my sabbatical, spent a year, and I thought, you know, I think God's calling us to a greater level of discipleship. And so we said, you know, it's got to start with Jesus. So I think it was the first series in um, 2018, we felt God leading us to just go through the book of John. And who is Jesus? Because that's kind of where it starts. And so I said, God, that made sense. So we went through that. And then we went through, um, uh, during that year, we also did things like, um, who is the Holy Spirit? I think we did not a fan. And the whole theme of the whole year, where God was leading us, was um, how to grow as a follower of Christ. You know, and so we did a whole bunch of series, and the whole focus was that. And I think, Dave, you would agree that sometimes when we look back on the year, it's uncanny how... We're doing a certain series, and it just seems so perfect for where we are. Yeah. So that's kind of how we do that. 
when I prayed you know, in 2018, I felt like, yeah, I, and I felt like we needed to continue to grow as disciples because that's kind of where it starts. And so we started the year, I think, um, we did Daring Faith. You know, how do we step out in our faith? I think we did a series on prayer, uh, the power of prayer, and, and as we moved on. And then I felt with the transition, with salt and light and all that, um, Dave had asked me to, um, to read a book, Letters to the Church. And um, right when I started to read it, I felt like God was leading. So, okay, this is another discipleship thing. And so, need to go through that. So, I think it was halfway through when we were going through. I just said, I think we've got to scrap what we had planned and put that in there. Mm. And so, that's kind of the genesis of how, you know, that's okay. kind of how we do that stuff. Okay. You know what's interesting when I, there's a couple of things that come to mind, Mark. Like, so one of them is that uh, sometimes you go to churches and the messages or the sermons are about like, um, you know, how to do life, mm-hmm. right? There's, it's almost like you're going to a conference and you, 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 you hear the pastors go up and they tell you about like, um, you know, marriages or how you treat your kids, you know, like they're very like these practical things. The, the, the series that you've been sharing, though, seem very, um, let me just go, that to me seems very seeker-sensitive type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a way to draw people in. Yeah. But the series that you've just described, which it just struck me, strikes me as I listen to this, it's not super seeker-friendly. Mm-hmm. And seeker we define as people who uh, maybe uh, don't know Jesus, yeah, or they're curious just curious. They're like, what, yeah. what do you do on Sunday? So, so um, is that, would you agree with that? Like the, the series that we've been going through, it hasn't been super seeker-friendly yeah. per se, right? I mean, you know, that's always, to me, that's, that's always the, I think that's a challenge for, for churches and pastors because, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we look at bigger is better and, you know, the more people you have, the more successful you are, all these kind of thoughts. And so it's really easy to try to figure out where, what do people want and, and talk to that. Mm. Now, there are times when God tells you, hey, here's, you know, I mean, um, there have been times in our past where God said, you know, there are certain things that people need because the Bible is relevant, right? Mm. So how do you take the Bible and, and apply it to relevant issues like depression or, or how to, you know, uh, work situation, all these kind of things. So there are that. Right. But um, at the end of the day, um, Going back, I guess, to the other question was um, just kind of seek God. And God says, okay, you know, grow them as disciples. And so um, it's not like I hear an audible voice, but I kind of have an idea of what God wants. I think we've got to get into, you know, like the Bible. We need to know who Jesus is, the Holy Spirit prayer. And then I run it by Dave and some other guy. I said, what do you guys think? You know, does this sound right? And Dave, when we did the John one, he says, yeah, I think that one's really important. Mm. And so we go through that. But, so it's not either or to me. I think it's how God leads. And there will be times um, that we will do a real, real practical, relevant stuff. Um, but um, it's really a God-seeking kind of thing mm. and not a seeker-seeking kind of thing. Interesting, yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, <clears throat> in some ways, I think that's kind of, unique about what's KCF in some ways, you know, I mean, I think, um, I don't mean to say, like, it's the only church that does things like this, but uh, it, if you're ever, if you're out there and you're wondering, like, what's KCF, right, and 
why do I come here? Uh, I think that's an important point, right? That uh, it's not um, just to consume something that's going to be useful for me that I can go and, you know, apply to my life. It is, but it's not, that's not always the focus. Sometimes it's um, kind of development of who you are, right, in, in Christ. So, yeah, got to uh, have that. So, you know, what's interesting too, Mark, if you could share. So you talked about prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talked about, like, hearing God, not necessarily an audible voice mm-hmm. for you. Uh, and you've also talked about uh, sharing that with others um, uh, around you, like myself and some others. Um, could you, like, sh- elaborate more on that? Like, because I think for a lot of us... The process, you mean? Yeah. Like, for a lot of us, we have a lot of things we ask God and are seeking to make sure that we're aligned with God. Give us some, some illustration or... What does it look like for you in a, in a day when you're like, okay, I got to seek the Lord on X? What, how do you do that? How does Mark Morimoto go about that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, um, a lot of us know that we have quiet times. We spend with the Lord. We got to read a bunch of scripture, all that. But I think what I've been learning, you know, from the sabbatical on, it took a sabbatical a few years ago, and God was teaching me how to abide in him, you know, how to continually abide in his presence. And um, so... You know, as I go through a week or I go through a month, I look at the year and I think, okay, you know, this, we got a plan for 2020 now. And then I look at a month and I look at a week. And one of the things I do when I spend time with the Lord, I say, God, you know, I, um, and what I told the elders once, I said, elders, you know, we're not here. I'm not here to, we're not here to come up with the best ideas that we can come up with. I said, you guys are all smart guys. But we're not here to come up with the best ideas. We're here to discern God. What does God want for us? You know, there's a place, I guess, for getting ideas and, and all that. But I said, elders, you know, the most important thing we got to do is we got to see what God wants to do and we get behind that. And so uh, in the mornings, you know, I'll spend time reading the Bible, doing that stuff, praying. But then I also spend some time just listening and say, God, I just need help. Mm. And it's kind of spooky sometimes, right, because, you know, um, we got to get messages, series, and all that. And it's so tempting to just come up with something. And there are times when God wants to stretch my faith, and so I don't get nothing. And I don't get nothing for a while, you know? And I, I'm so, so tempted to say, okay, we got to come up with something. But you just wait, God speaks, and then you take steps. And, you know, again, I go back, and you know, I always marvel looking back in the year, and I think, God, Man, your plan's perfect, right? I mean, how many times we would say, oh, yeah, oh this always. is like crazy. Yeah, always, yeah. yeah. Crazy. So yeah. It's a, for me, it's a, it's a real affirmation. Like, man, mm-hmm. don't go back to the other stuff. Stay here because, mm-hmm. you know, this is uh, how God is leading. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of how I do that. When you, you know, like for a lot of us, <clears throat> it'd be awesome if we had like the red phone at our house and God calls. Yeah, uh, I wish I had that. Right? Uh, or I think like <clears throat> finger on the wall, right? <laughs> or something like that, right? Yeah. So when you listen to the Lord, right? Like, I'm just curious, like, how, like do you give it a certain amount of time? Like, at what point, if, you, if you're praying and you're like, okay, Lord, I'm listening, you don't hear anything, 10 minutes has gone by, 20 no. minutes has gone by. I give God 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, God, so what, what, what I don't do, do that. No, no seriously, what, what, what do you do? Okay, 30 minutes go by. You know, like, at what point do you be like, okay, uh, time to go do the, you know, go on with the rest of my day or something? Like, yeah. I mean, what happened? There's a really good book called um, Practicing the Presence of God, Brother Lawrence. Mm. 
And I think that's something, you know, that I start there. If I don't get nothing, um, you know, I'll just continue. I'll say, God, throughout this day, will you speak to me? And um, a lot of times, a freaky amount of times, and maybe it's because I take showers three times a day, right? Because <laughs> cleanliness is next to godliness, right? That's a little TMI or what? <laughs> what is that? So, so in the morning when I get up, take a shower, right? And I come home, take a shower. Before I go to sleep, got to take a shower, right? I mean, we all do that, right? No. No. But, but when I'm in there, when I'm in there, um, you know, there are times when your mind's not occupied with stuff. Yeah. And there's so many times when I'm in that shower, God speaks, and I feel like God's, oh, oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, yes, yes. And then I, and I just start writing stuff down. Yeah. 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 But it's throughout the day like that. There's certain stuff, something might trigger something. Like, oh, that's the answer, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So gotcha. it kind of works like that a lot of gotcha. times. Yeah, in, in, in honesty, that happens to me in the shower, actually. <laughs> not three times a day, but... No, you, I think, you, you work yourself up to that, though. I think, I think my water bill would be pretty high, but... <clears throat> you turn off the shower, and then you soap, and then no, you turn no. it back on. <laughs> I, think, I think part of it is, like you said, it's a place where, like, you just, you, you can forget about everything, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, you know... People have prayer closets. You have prayer showers, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Try. So, uh, you know, some, one of the questions that came in, and it, it reminded me of a question, like another question that I think Christians often have is, there are these words that are used in church that sometimes are pretty, um, they're not super clear. Okay, so a word for me churchy. was... Churchy. Churchy words. Okay. Righteousness is one, right? So... What does that mean? You know, reading is, what does righteousness mean? And, and it wasn't until recently I was reading uh, Ecclesia and Ed Savoso uh, shared a little bit of, at least my interpretation of how he's defining righteousness, which I thought was great. Now, I'm happy to share that. But really what I'm getting at is, another question came in is discipleship. What does that mean? Right? Because Jesus says, as we all know, right, in Matthew 28, like, disciple the nations. Okay? But what does that mean, disciples? I mean, go out and talk story, fellowship. What, what does discipleship mean? And I think um, because it's so core to us obeying the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, how would we define discipleship for folks? Yeah, I think disciple, you know, being a disciple, we don't use it anywhere except probably in church, yeah. right? Like you might. Um, I think a good word for that, I think, um, I think it was Dallas Willard, and, and he doesn't use the word um, disciple. He uses the word apprentice. Hmm. And, and so that's a good word to me because a lot of people, all you all know what an apprentice is, right? Like you have a journeyman carpenter, and you have these apprentices, and they're learning the trade. And I think discipleship is the same idea. Hmm. What is the goal? Our goal is to be more like Jesus, right? Christian, Christ-like, you know, to be like Jesus. And so discipleship really is this process that we're in to becoming more like Jesus. Mm. So at this point, we're all apprentices, mm. right? And we need to learn mm. how to do that. So okay. in a basic way, that's what it is. Okay. There's no one, two, three, A, B, C to discipleship. Yeah. But this is that process to becoming more like Jesus. I, I know you've you shared this with me before. Like <clears throat> sometimes it's more caught than taught. Yeah, I think so, a lot is. Right? Yeah. So, what, yeah, what does that mean? Like, I know you, you've shared that. So, like, you know, as, yeah. a, as, as a discipleship situation, right, yeah. um, what does it mean to, be, to catch it more than be taught it? See, I, I think, like, you come here on a Sunday morning, 
you know, get something, you might grab something, you might get something out of it. Um, and that's good. And we need to gather, we worship together and all that. In a life group where you're meeting uh, with a smaller group of people, when you kind of get to do uh, life together, you get to rub shoulders with people and all that, you begin to see how, how other Christians are, are um, addressing certain issues, how they're facing certain things. And um, that's kind of how it is, like parenting. Uh, parenting, uh, I don't know if any of you, maybe Patrick, you might have like a book on parenting with 1, 2, 3, ABC because you got like itinerary. Well, I don't think you even got that, right? But um, it's like we're training our kids day in, day out. And what they're doing is they're being taught, but the things that they're being taught are being taught by just watching mom and dad, and this is how we do things as the Oyatomari family, you know, all these kind of things and like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think discipleship has that element. That's why Jesus spent a lot of time. He didn't teach his disciples all the time, but they followed him around and and it was caught uh, more than taught. And I think I would agree that faith and, and becoming a Christian, I think you learn more. It's more caught than it is taught, you know, just hanging out with people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 can, I can totally confirm that. I think I've shared the story where when I was in college, there was, I was an atheist, and there, there was something <clears throat> about the Christians on campus. Mm-hmm. And I would debate them. I think I've said this many, many times. I would debate them till like 4 o'clock in the morning kind of stuff. Yep. And when my friends who are now see me as a Christ follower say, what did they do to convince you, Dave? What was the, I wish I could have tape recorded or, you know, recorded that conversation so that maybe I can listen yeah. and figure out how you got to where you are. And the funny thing is my response is, you know what? Uh, I honestly don't remember what we were debating about as much or what they were teaching me. But it was a lot of like, I caught their character, who they were and their faith. And yeah. so I, I completely, uh, I, I, I affirm that. And, you know, as, as, a, as yeah. any person discipling someone, they'll catch the good and they'll catch the not so good, <laughs> right? But that's all part of the thing. But you, you're going to notice, you know, there are people that you folks really look up to and you spend a lot of time with. And after a while, you begin to do things the way they do things, you know. Like at a church we went to um, when I first became a Christian, everyone in the church had this kind of, this, especially this one guy, they always had this weird way of praying. They would go, Jesus, they would do that stuff. And then like everybody in the, the church, saliva yeah, back. Yeah, and everybody in the church was prayed like that, you know? So I thought. That's like Rap Reblinger. You know that, that, that yeah. episode in, in the Rap Reblinger? Like that. Yeah. I mean, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, ask Susan Yoshida, right? Susan, now, when were you doing? Like, I don't know who started that. You know, Barry, I think it was Barry. You know? And everybody just had to pray like that, you know? I, I meet with him every Friday, and David likes to end stuff like, blah, 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 right, right? And I find myself going, right, right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm coming like Dave. You know, it's horrible, you know? But, but you're going to find that's just part of the cot, right? That's, yeah. See, I said, right again. <laughs> right. Stop. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's totally true. So, you know, what comes to mind, Mark, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, like this conversation is a lot about caught not taught actually just doing this format as i think about it so there's a lot of people who are families you know like everyone's part of a family here in this room Mm -hmm. either their parents or their their uh maybe their children or you know there's well we're all children right whether you're single yeah (laughs) what i mean is like you're in you're single okay so you're you're single but you're not a parent that Uh that type of thing so in the in the interest of caught not taught per se yeah uh, I can get caught up in 
trying to lecture Josh every time I take him to school, which I do. I would uh, think, yeah. I, t I teach, right? But what, it would, what would you share with parents and, and people here today about uh, how do you ensure that your family is catching what it means to abide in Christ, right? What it means to, to really like, be a Christ follower. How, how do you do that? You know, I, I think just going back to the book and the, 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 the series that we've just been in, I think more than anything for me, and the reason why I felt God was leading us to letters to the church, was it was a great, I think, it was a challenge for all of us on how to become a fully devoted follower of Christ, right? And so the best thing as parents what we can do is we got to model um, what it means to be a Christian to our kids. Um, you know, one of the things that I've really tried, and you can talk to my kids if I, I succeeded or not, I didn't want to be um, Pastor Mark on a Sunday or when I'm with church people, and then at home I'm like, you know, crazy dad at mm. home. Kind of, kind of be consistent. Mm. And I think, um, you know, kids are not, they're not, they're not, they're not dumb, so they're going to see, right, like, oh, look, look, look at that, acting like this, and look at that, acting like that, right? And, and some of you all might come from families like that, where you, you've come from a church family, and they were really one way here and one way at home, and you know, in your mind, you think, like, there's, there's, there's such a discrepancy there, and you know, all that stuff. So I think just by what you do as parents, you know, how do you follow the Lord? And I am really blessed uh, in our family because my wife um, does so many things right as far as, as far as following the Lord. I'm going to panic. She's going to pray. You know, I'm going to get frustrated. She's going to pray. I'm going everything. She's going to pray. And so our kids grew up with a, a model like when you have challenges, you pray. But I think it's modeling. To awesome. Me. Awesome. So let me sw switch gears back <clears throat> to the, the book. Um, so... The book was challenging for a lot of people uh, from what we're hearing from mm -hmm. all the life group leaders through the yeah. Neils like that. Um, and <clears throat> you could read it <clears throat> as in like, it's a different model, right? Like it's super clear. Pastor Francis Chan says, you know, not a consumer church. Uh, it's not about like the sermon and the, the, met, the, the worship music always, right? But it's the, he starts <clears throat> talking about these like little groups called We Are Church, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, I think, you know, like, is that what we should take away from this book? That, like, this Sunday service that we have today, are we going to stop meeting like this? Are we going to break into small groups, you know, and, and that's going to be where we're going? Are we doing this complete, when we say paradigm shift, is that what you're sensing now at this point? Or? No, I mean, we're not going to stop meeting here on Sunday, especially if we have turkey at the end, <laughs> you know. But, no, I mean, I think for me... Um, it, 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 you know, and, and Francis Chan, in that book, you know, he had this mega church. A lot of you know he had this gigantic church. He went away, came back. And, um, you know, um, some people might think that, oh, he's totally against the church now in its present form, and he wants to go to something called house churches or whatever. Funny thing is, I don't think he ever mentions the word, the phrase house church in, in the book. But I think what he's doing is... He is going from this mega church model that he was very familiar with, and what he's starting up is he's starting up churches, 
So like we're a church. Um, he's not starting uh, something weird on the side. He's starting up churches. All he's doing is he's starting up churches that are just made up of 10 or 20 people. Mm. And in that 10 or 20 people, uh, they're doing exactly what we do here. They worship together. They pray together. They fellowship together. Everything that we read in Acts chapter 2. The big difference, though, is that it's smaller for him so that because everybody in the church, there's no such thing as a, um, as, a, as a person who comes as an audience. Everybody's a contributor to the thing. So in their smaller church, whereas they had a mega church of thousands, you say, okay, now in this church of 20 people, the expectation is everybody is going out discipling people. Everybody is praying. Everybody is reading the word. And so the takeaway for us is that's the model. The model is not what Francis Chan is doing. The model is where Francis Chan got all these things from, which is Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And how do we apply that? And what he's doing in each chapter uh, is just a challenge to us. Are we going to be, you know, are we going to be lukewarm? Or are we going to go all in? You know, all of us got to read the word. All of, crucified. Crucified was a tough chapter. You know, serving. You know, uh, everybody's got to serve. You know, no such thing as 80, 20, 20, whatever. Everybody's responsible to serve. So that's a challenge. And I think that's why that book is so challenging yeah. for us. Yeah, no doubt. But it's not like we're going to uh, switch models or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, what I heard you say is like <clears throat> all in, right? Mm-hmm. Serve. Um, and uh, you know, the, count the cost, count right? The, the cost. sacrifice, the whole thing. So, what does it look like for KCF? You know, we we've been throwing this term around KCF 2.0, right? And um, uh, and so I'm sure there's some people, if not a lot of people, who are trying to figure out what is that. Can you give me a vision of what this? What what are we doing today? Because mm-hmm. we see what we do today, yeah. which is once a week we come here nine o'clock, we mm-hmm. do the service, the whole deal. Uh, which is great, right? Mm-hmm. We meet people that, and we haven't seen all week. Um, well, we have this full master plan. If you come next week, well, no. <laughs> the, the, the best answer to that question is, I don't know yet. Yeah. You know, I don't know yet. I, um, I think what I've been saying about KCF 2.0 is kind of really clear in my mind. It's not so much a programmatic uh, shift. It's not a programmatic jump. It's more a paradigm shift that comes in our hearts and in our attitudes. And out of that, um, that's where the biggest difference is. So what is that? What's the difference? Yeah, let's let's just clarify that. So the the difference, what is the heart and attitude that's different post this series from before? You know, this this year, again, nothing happens by accident. You know, so we started Daring Faith, the whole thing, discipleship. And right in the middle, when, when Max and Salt and Light were, were leaving, right, right after they left, mm-hmm. we had three speakers come in. Mm. Right? And again, um, if you've been with us since 2004, we have not had too many speakers come in. Right. But I felt like God was leading us to have Michelle Okimura come in mm-hmm. from Explicit Cal and then Alan Cardenas, Cal Chinin mm-hmm. from Wanalua and Alan Cardenas mm-hmm. from Nani Kapono. And I felt like they all, for this transition we were in, they all had a word for us. Mm. And so for Michelle, it was the word 
God uses ordinary people like her. Remember, yeah. she said, "I'm just yeah. ordinary," and God, no, she's she's lead. God's using her for pretty much a worldwide movement, which is crazy, right? Yeah. And then Cal came up and he said, "You know, the word for you guys is is you're a family, mm. right? Okay, so ordinary people, family, mm. and then." And Alan came, and he's talking about the suicide rate and all that mm. stuff in Nanikapono. Yeah. His word, I believe God's word to us through him, mm. was when the church comes together, they can be one major blessing in the world, mm. right? And so wow. um, when wow. I look at where we are, and we're, the best thing I can probably say about what KCF 2.0 will look like yeah. is I think that God is calling us to a greater sense of family. Yeah. I think that's the mindset, is family, right? Yeah. And a word that I just kept hearing for the last week, from last Saturday, mm. church is family and family is church. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And so what that means to me is when we gather, we're family. When you gather as families, mm. uh, you're the church, yeah. you know? And uh, when we met, we met with Cal, right, uh, yeah. last Saturday. Last Saturday yeah. And, you know, he brought up something, and every so often, you know, Cal Chinin has some good things to, to say, you know. And, and it was one of those good times. <laughs> Tell your dad I said that, Michael. But, but it, was a really, it was a really, really good time. And, you know, in Acts chapter 2, they say that they met in the temple courts all together. And that's something Francis Chan doesn't really talk about, that they gathered as a big group together, all together. And that was really important to that church. Yeah. And then they gathered into homes, and they did this daily, right? They met in homes daily. Yeah. And Cal said, you know what I think that is? I think that's just families gathering. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I never thought about that. I just thought about having life groups, and the life groups met every, every, every day of the week. Yeah. But when we begin to think of our families yeah, as, as church, I think that changes everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. Doesn't mean we change this, that, but... It changes our attitude. It changes our outlook. It changes mm. everything. Mm. So I think that's kind of where we're, love that. we're headed. I mean, what I heard you say, Mark, <clears throat> right, because family is the core, but is like this journey, right, that mm -hmm. we're on, which is awesome, is like everyday people, right, just yep. ordinary everyday people yep. who love the Lord and, and basically see the, the body of Christ as family yep. can make an impact in the world. Like, yeah. boom, 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 those three things, right? Yeah. But at its core is, what is the core of family? Is that, that love that binds, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's a great journey to be and on. And I think it. those words were so, like, was just one after the other. Mm -hmm. And that's what I am so excited about, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like last night, we got a bunch of people, and they served 70-something yep. uh, meals at a homeless shelter. That's just tip of the iceberg kind of stuff. Right. You know? But what can we do in this community? And so part of that paradigm shift to me of KCF 2.0 is it's not coming together um, just to be together. But when we come together, it's for a reason and a purpose to encourage and empower and equip and spur people on to be who God's called them to be throughout the week. Mm. Because that's where the church is amazing, right? I mean, Tammy's at... You, no, you're at the UH system. Yeah. She's in a place where I'm not. And if you think the pastor does all the work, I mean, she, she's got opportunities I will never have. You know, John Skidelsky, have a, for a state, yeah. he has an impact that I can never have. Yeah. 
So we need to empower, empower, empower. Mm -hmm. Gather together, we empower, we go out, and we see what got done. My son yeah. at Roosevelt, yeah. you know, as a teacher. Never going to be a teacher at Roosevelt. Hundred-something kids that right. he has an influence over. You know, stuff well, like that. Well, in, the, in that vein, <clears throat> will Sunday need to change a little bit to em greater empower people? I think so. Think I, think, so? I think what I'm looking at, what I'm sensing is there's got to be a time in which people come here to get something to go and give something. You know what I mean? It's not coming and, and just feeling good and, mm. and, boy, that was really great, mm. you know? Yeah. But it's like, okay, I got it. I can hardly wait to tomorrow because tomorrow I get to be the church out there. Wow. Somehow we've got to do that here so we can get people out. You know, um, in, in light of that, you know, we had a question. Uh, you know, we're getting a bunch of questions, by the way, coming in, Mark. So I don't know if we'll get to all of them. But, um, you know, like, and I can, this one resonates with me in particular, given what you're saying, is that so we go out into wherever we are, just like you said, right? Whether you're, you're John, the two Johns, I guess, um, Tammy, like that. Um, and we are faced with the world. So we are faced with people who are, ev like, everywhere from atheists to, yeah, I went to church, but, you know, you know that was just religion to me, you know, okay. Or to the people that are like, you know, that's good for you that you have this spiritual thing. You know, there's this whole spectrum of people in their faith, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we're being called to disciple and love the world, right? Mm -hmm. How do we, like, what... Like, I know that's, this is a big question, but just maybe quick high level, what are some things that you think practically we could do on Monday uh, to, to interact with the atheist, for example, or, you know, grow and our relationship with that person to mm -hmm. basically share with them Christ? I, I always look at it like how Jesus, you know, it's just fascinating to me that um, um, Tax collectors and other mm. notorious sinners. That's how the Bible describes it mm. in Matthew. You know, how they get together. Tax collectors, they love hanging around Jesus. Yeah. Well, why was that? Right. And, I, and I think part of that was because Jesus was real. Mm. He was authentic. Mm. And he loved with a God kind of love. He didn't condone everything. Mm. And they knew he didn't condone everything. Yeah. But he just loved them for who they were. Mm. And I think, um, mm. I think that's what we need to do. Because okay. we just need to love. Um, That's the first step you're seeing. Yeah, like I have, I have a pretty good relationship with like at least a couple of homosexuals that I know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's always a red uh, hot button issue. Yeah. And, and they know how I, and we've had conversations, and, yeah. and they know where I stand yeah. and what I believe. Mm. And, and yet, uh, we love each other. Right. You know, we just love each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that could be like a whole another topic unto itself, I know. But the, the thing that often I think is not in the dialogue, uh, and certainly in the media, is love, right? Like where are people, where is it rooted in? Right? Instead, yeah. it gets politicized and yeah. sensationalized and that, yeah. And love is not sentimentality where we just love and condone everything. Right. You know, we can hold to our standards, right. but love them like how Jesus loved people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it reminds me, we know this story of the, the Samaritan woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where, you know, Jesus, like, interacts with her. He's not, you know, not supposed to even talk to the Samaritans, right? And then he, he basically, like, says, you know, yeah, because you have five husbands, right? Yep. And then go sin no more, right? And I just think of, like, how did that happen, right? And, and in, in many ways, I think it's exactly what you're saying, right, is 
when we interact with people in the world, that, that's the model. That's, that's it right there, right? Yeah, you know, and I think how we treat each other as family in the church. Mm. You know, I, I think right now, when people outside the church look at people in the church, they go, I don't see much difference. I don't mm. see what's so special. Why, why should I join that? All I know is that you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. But when I look at Acts chapter 2, they were devoting themselves to the apostles, teaching, to fellowship, you know, breaking the bread, the whole thing. And they were sharing with each other, they were loving each other. And then in verse 47, it says, they were, verse 46, it says, they experienced the goodwill of all the people. They, everybody mm-hmm. looked, they go like, okay, you know what? Yeah. I might not agree, yeah. but I'm in. I mean, I see what they're authentic people. Yeah. And then in verse 47, it says what? And, and God was adding to their number daily those right. who would be saved. Right. You know? Right. And I, I think that's the picture mm. of where we got to go. You know, they got to see something different. Yeah. You know? I think to that, I, what it comes to mind <clears throat> for me is like, you know, as Christ followers, we got to remember, right? There's power that, that is in us, right? Yeah. That dwells in us. And again, my personal <clears throat> story is to me like a, a testament to that is that, I go back to the days in college. I was that atheist guy, right? And you must have been horrible. <laughs> right? I was you a nice was, guy. You were arguing and you just no, loved that. No, but here, here's the take thing. that. Here's the thing. Right? I, right? I wasn't, right? Yeah, you would just say, anyway, sorry. I wasn't being argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about me. Okay. Um, I wasn't being argumentative for argumentative sake. I think that was the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was earnestly trying to understand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... What I would say is, for those of you out there who are interacting day to day, tomorrow you're going to be with coworkers and, and clients and friends and family who don't know Christ or very far from it. Maybe they got turned off by a church or something like that. You know, just, I would say for me, it starts with you listening to them. And, and like, so, for example, I have a friend today who I keep praying for, I've been for like over 10 years, 15 years maybe. And I pray for him because he's an atheist. And you know what I do when I talk about stuff? We just say, like, you know what? Like, t- tell me, like, I, I just want to learn. Like, tell me, like, mm. what is it that you believe? Yeah. You know? And then and it's not like I'm trying to convert him, like, right there. But I'm just trying to understand. Yeah. And then I say, oh, okay. And then, and then it gets often into, like, well, well, how do you think about this? Like, how can you believe there's a God when... Let's say six million Jews got exterminated. You know, like, like how, can you, how can that happen, right, in your world? And so I just share what I believe and what I think. And then he shares it. We go back and forth. And then what happens is then I remember, like, a friend of mine, Derek, uh, he just prayed for me. He just said, you know, Lord, I just thank you for Dave's questions, and I pray oh. that you answer his, his questions. And, you know, your friend that you talked about for 10, 15 years, you can have that dialogue because at the end of the day, he knows that you love him. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not like you, you know, you love him. Yeah. And he, people can sense when you love him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love him and, it's, you know, whatever the beliefs are, right? Like, we used to, we talk about friends who, like, go to jail, you know? Still love him. Still my friend, right? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that can be hard because, you know, when, when, when you do bad things and it's public, everyone kind of, like, disassociates, your, you know, from you, right? Uh, but for us... It was like, you know what, now more than ever, I think that friend is going to need a call. You know, that friend will need a text um, because he's probably feeling pretty alone. Yeah. And no, I think for I the think so. atheist or wh- whatever, uh, it's the same thing. You know? And so I, 
I think, you know, if, if you're going to be salt and light, uh, you know, I think to exactly what you're saying, I think it's just loving people, which means taking that first step and just saying, hey, let's go hang out and just start talking story. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, for KCF 2.0, or some of you or a lot of you are wondering, you know, what's the big difference? It's church is family, family is church. And, and the real difference is this to me. The thing that, that we are going to be praying and growing in, there's two keys to me. Okay. The two keys is love. We've got to have God's kind of love. We've got to love people. Love isn't just condoning everything, but we're going to love people, honestly love people. The other one is obedience. That God is calling us to a greater obedience. Because we can love, but if we are saying one thing and we're doing something else, um, you know, as far as credibility and all, even as a parent, a friend, it don't matter. God's calling us to greater obedience. And I think letters to the church, to me, the thing that I was been, you know, as I was sharing on on Sunday mornings with all of you, it was all about, wasn't about a model. It was all about, here's this principle, Mm. and we've got to obey. It's greater obedience. So we can be a church that loves Mm. with God's love, and we can obey like Jesus did. Mm. You know what? That's the heart to me of what KCF 2.0 is about. Awesome. Awesome. That's what I think. Yeah, because I think letters to the church, sometimes you might, like on one level, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a different model. It's not the Sunday service. It's yeah. the small, small groups. But what you're, you're clarifying is like, no, that, that's not the crux of why, for, at least for us, letters to the church was so important. It was more of the attitude. It's up here and here, right? And, yeah. and, and that's everything we've been talking about. But I about. understand because for me, I want to know programmatically. I'm a programmatic kind sure. of guy. Yeah. But I think this journey we're on, yeah. Um, there's something got to shift in my heart, right? And that's what God's been doing. So, so Mark, you know, um, oh, it's t- it's ten fifteen. This went fast. We could probably go on for another few hours. So. Twenty turkey though. <laughs> this turkey. So uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, but I think one last question, and and then we'll kind of wrap this up, and then you know we'll call it a a morning. Here. And if they want, we can. I'll be across the way. Yeah. And you can ask whatever. Continue questions. the questions and you know dialogue. I think this has been good. Yeah. I mean, I feel. This is, this is what I, like, I, I mean this seriously, like, you know, this is what I get to experience weekly by interacting with Mark, is I can just pepper him with a lot of questions. Sometimes he, you know, he won't have the answers. Sometimes we disagree on stuff, which is great, because it, it's like, you know, iron sharpens iron, I guess, right? So, hopefully, I don't know if it's like tin and iron, but, and, but, um, so, um, I guess the final question, though, is, okay, so salt and light, um, laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we came out of MGMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of friends who also like came out of MGMC, like Dario Yamada and Claudi mm-hmm. uh, formed Excel in mm-hmm. Mililani. So the question I think some people wonder is like, is there opportunity for all these like churches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who can, who have similar like, similar DNA in them? Is there opportunity for them to like get back together again somehow, and you know, like a, almost like a class reunion? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and share and celebrate the, the old family with the new families. And if, if everything's around family, right, people feel connected to this broader body. What would you say to that question? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good, I mean, that's something that, you know, churches we really don't think about, but maybe we should. I would say this, though. Um, uh, you'll get a better idea of who we are as a church if you go to our website, um, but, you know, we're part of the missionary church. And you, what is the missionary church? You can find that on our website as well. But um, we're part of a network, like a, a group of missionary churches that we kind of, you know, we formed. It would be like Moana Lua, 
um, Salt and Light would be one, Mililani, Nani Kapono, Allen Guys, and all that. And um, we've just formed this new network. Now there are two networks in Hawaii. There's about 17 missionary churches in Hawaii. Uh, in our network, there's about like six or seven. And um, to that point, I think um, in February, we are planning a, 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 a conference. You know, once a year, we should get together with all these churches. And I think, you know, as an answer to the question, I think I'm going to bring it up to the other guys. What if we invited everybody to come, like maybe for the evening time, and we have a worship service together and all that? Cool. Start there. You know, cool. people yeah. have asked about Easter and things like that, but for a lot of churches, Easter is such a big day mm. that you know every church has their own personality. Yeah. So it's really hard to do a joint one yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, this Christmas Eve, uh, Salt and Light's going to join us here. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So, mm. but that's a good question, and I think that's worth really considering more of, of that of stuff. Family, yeah. so, yep, yep. Okay. Well, um, I think we ran out of time. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. Yeah, no, um, it's good. And um, Hope didn't bore you guys. There's a lot of text that <clears throat> I wasn't able to get to. I apologize. Like I said, it was going to be challenging. We're running actually over today, but we're going to be across there, mm -hmm. and you can continue to yes, uh, ask, ask Mark ask your away. questions. Um, and if not, you know, you can always, if you want to do it anonymously, send it to me, and then you can forward it to Mark. But uh, Thanks, Mark. I thought this was good. Yeah, Hopefully good. It was Thanks, Steve. Helpful for you folks. Yeah. Sorry, worship team. Next week, <laughs> why don't you stand with us and we're going to close. You know, um, we don't normally do this. And, you know, it was, uh, I was thinking, man, I wonder if, you know, people are, you know, some people might think, I don't really care about this stuff. But, and some of you might be new here. Um, at the very least, you kind of get a, a feeling about where we're headed and who we are as a church. So, you know, let the Holy Spirit speak to you and let's, let's really come together, at least for right now. Love is gonna be important that we're gonna look at each other more and more as family and then begin to, to think in your hearts, yeah? What does it mean for my family that we're church, yeah, right? If you can start thinking about that, that'll help as we move forward, right? So why don't you, uh, yeah, why don't we just pray. Yeah. Father, thank you for today. And again, so much to be thankful for. Again, it's not an accident today that we're doing this in, in, uh, as we lead up to uh, Thanksgiving. So much to be thankful for. I want to thank you for the journey that you've put us on since 2004. Yeah. That you have led us. We say this is your church. And we really mean that. And we do the best we can to follow and to trust you. And so thank you. Thank you for this journey. I pray that as we move forward, God, that you would, you would bring about greater clarity, and I pray that there would be this great sense of unity, that we would all grow in love, we would all grow in unity, and we would all grow in obedience, and that, that when we come together and when we go out as the church, I pray that we would experience your words when it says that, and the gates of hell will not prevail. We would begin to see that the gates of hell cannot prevail against what we're doing. So thank you so much, Father, for what you are doing. We look forward to what's ahead. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God, thank you. Thank you, everybody. And uh, um, Ray Soul and Bunch, they got a bunch of turkey stuff. And I think Mitchell bought a whole hunk of gravy and stuff. So get your food. And if you have any questions, we'll just be right across the way. All right? Thanks. <laughs>